Mambo vipi? What's happening? My name is Aniko Owoko and I am a lover of art, culture and everything African. And here we grant you front row access to your favorite celebrities, creators, the biggest personalities and industry experts. Come with me. You're now a VIP. Welcome to VIP Access Podcast. I'm really glad that you are here for another week to discover the dope artists who are on this podcast day in, day out. I'm super excited because this week we have a legendary show featuring legendary artists from South Africa and Nigeria. Both of these artists are legendary in their own way and have been making a difference in their industries. One of these artists from South Africa is called Muzi. He was recently in Nairobi where I met and was able to work with him directly. I joined forces with Umoja Sounds and we put up the listening party of his most recent album called Umuzi. The other artist is none other than the legendary Wande Cole. You know who this is. He's one of the pioneers of Afrobeat. And so it's such an honor for me this week to present you Muzi from South Africa and one day call from Nigeria. So now let's get straight into my interview with Muzi. How are you, Muzi? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to VAPXS. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's nice. It's so good to see you here. It's so good mm. to have you in Kenya. Yeah, I've been having like a really good time. I and mean, it's been nice. We've been like checking out new spots with my friends and like, Trying to see other musicians also and like trying to see other people perform. So yeah, it's been really cool here. Yeah. Mm. So first of all, I got introduced to you by my friend Provoke of okay. Moja Sounds. Yeah. When they came over to South Africa last year and um, he was like, do you know an artist called Muzi? And I was like, I'm not sure. And then when I check out your music, I'm like, oh my God, this is really one of the dopest African artists and global artists, period. You are so freaking dope. Thank you. Damn. Thank you. And then you kind of remind me of Blinky Bill, who's a Kenyan artist. Yeah. Who's also very different, very eclectic. Yeah, so a lot of people have actually like sent me like his stuff before. So I've checked out his stuff like online. I think we've both checked each other out, but we hadn't really met until this trip. So it was really cool to just like even meet him, get to talk to him. And see him DJ also, you know, so mm. yeah, it was nice. Mm. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, okay, so those who are listening, you know how I always do, I always paint a picture to who I'm sitting next to or who I'm interviewing. In case you don't know much about him, I always have to share what I know about them. So Muzi is a really dope artist from South Africa. He has a way of blending urban modern sounds with African genres like Maskandi, Kwaito, House. His music is very groovy. And he has been co-signed by such amazing artists, including Black Coffee, Chris Martin of Coldplay, Stormzy, Blinky Bill, even me, of course, signed him. So it's really dope to have Mozi here. You know, he actually was playing at Afropunk Paris. Yes. And that's when Chris Martin came up to you. Yes. And uh, I'm just like, that's such yeah. a legendary thing. We had met before in South Africa, but I didn't know that he was at the show. I didn't know that he was there like to check out like Afropunk uh, Paris. So after I'd finished performing, he had been waiting for me like uh, backstage. <laughs> like It was like, just a crazy night, really. But he really loved the show that I did. And then that's how we started working together because they wanted a remix for Coldplay at the time for a song called Orphans. And then I was able to do a remix for them then. But it was just like really cool how I got to see him again. 
Yeah. yeah. And now he features in your recent album, Umuzi, yeah. in the song Queen. Yes. Yeah, that's dope. Even how that's happened, like, it's been very, like, natural, like, natural progression and mm. organic in terms of how, I guess, our working relationship has come to, like, be. Because it's, in many ways, it's also more than just, like, us working together as musicians. Also, he's also just a really cool guy. Mm. I think I sent him the song because I had written, like, the chorus in Zulu. But obviously, I, I don't know, for some reason, it just started sounding like his voice would sound better on there than mm. my voice would. So then I asked him if he could, like, jump on it, and and he did. Mm. So, yeah, so that was really good, like, a result. But it came just over, like, text. So mm. it was just like, yo, dog, I've got this idea. If you're keen, then we can do it. And then he did do it. Mm. So, yeah. You are not just a musician and a performer, but also a really dope music producer. And I think yeah. I overheard you saying at an interview that that's the first thing that came natural to you. You're yeah. first a producer. Are you able to explain to me and like the process of your craft? Where does it start and how do you define yourself? I like not to define myself, you Ooh, know. I like um, that answer. Yeah, I just like creating like freely and following my feelings. Mm. So I'm emotionally driven when it comes to my arts, really. I'm a music producer first. Like I like making beats. I like playing around with sounds. I like sound designing. I just like sound, you know, even now, like all of these things, that I'm here, I hear things differently, yeah, you know, like, yeah. so it's all music to me and I just like playing around with it. So first and foremost, it's just that I just like, I'm a nerd for anything that's sound. Mm. So through that, through making beats, I started writing like, I guess, lyrics over them. First of all, as like an idea for an artist, really, I wasn't writing them for myself. I was writing them for whoever that I'd give the beat to. And then as years went on, I guess I got more confidence with having my own voice on there and actually starting to sing more or, or whatever it is that I do. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it sounds really cool. Yeah, so it's just, it's all been like a natural like progression for me. Like mm. nothing has been really planned out. It's just more like, oh, this makes sense at this level of, like, my career or whatnot. Mm. What so, mm. yeah. Okay. I want to talk about your most recent album, Umozi. Yeah, well. And uh, I was very lucky to be among a few people who had a chance to experience the music and the album before it was released. Yeah. When you came to Nairobi for a listening party event, which was really dope. Yeah. I love that there's a sequence of inspirations and feelings and emotions from the top to the bottom. Yeah. So the album is inspired by, you know, loss, you know, yeah. love, inspiration, just life's ups and downs and very personal to you. But what I found very interesting was this is a personal album to you, but once I was able to listen to it, I kind of felt like the way you encompass your sound and your emotions and lyrics and everything in a body of work, I kind of felt like it's connects the listener, connects me to a people, to mm. a community, like some of the sounds I could hear them and imagine I see pictures. So, yeah. And I think you describe this as you love to make cinematic sound. So if yeah. you could expound that to me. Yeah, I think it comes mostly from like, I guess, my childhood and like how we grew up. Like one of my favorite things would be to be part of like a traditional ceremony when there's like mm. drums and people are singing and we're all singing and we're happy. It always used to sound like surround sound to me, like it's like home theater in a yes, way. Yes, yes, yes. But I'd never heard that on like wax. I'd never heard it on like songs. Like the music felt bigger in real life than it ever did on a CD yes. or a cassette, especially when it came to like traditional like African music. Yeah. It wouldn't sound as big 
on album to me mm. than it would when someone was like there and we were doing it in real life. So I started chasing that. I wanted to make it sound cinematic here, the same way it did when I was a kid. Mm. But I felt like the sound was coming from everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Trying to make it like make sense with all the, I guess, limitations of how much I can push a song technically. You course. know? So being able to figure that out has been like a, an interesting process for me. Being able to I guess bend my voice and do these things so that like it sounds like that and being able to engineer myself and how I sound to sound like these crowds and it's like big crowds of people. That's dope. Like, I that's... mean, how, how do you actually do it? <laughs> like you just do... Oh, Trey Secrets. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to get like a group of individuals or do you just have to do so many voices and then up them up? And Yeah, I like finding out how many different voices I can do. Mm. Like how many different voices I can sound like. Can I do a particular low end, like, or bassy vocal? Can I do something super high pitch and falsetto or whatever? Like, I like finding out mm. about my own voice. So it's always cool to play around with, like, how I actually sound without going, ah, ah, eh, or whatever, whatever, <laughs> you know? Like, just like being able to play around, and usually I'll find something that sounds exactly the way I'd mentioned yeah, it. It must be fun. You know? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun because. I've never heard vocals being, like, done that way. Yeah. You know? And I'm also trying to, I guess, add a little bit of nerdy sound engineering. Like, add, like, a percentage to that. Like, oh, you can actually do that to your vocals or you can actually do that to your music. Just being creative and, yeah, I just like playing around with it. That's dope. So how do you interpret that music into a live performance? Do you always do all live or is it kind of half live? Because I imagine Mm. there's a lot of sound that's already engineered that can also be put into the live performance. How how do you interpret that into the live? I like DJing. Okay. So I I DJ and perform live at the same time. So I like the whole... Because I DJ mostly my own songs, but I'm also singing in my own songs. So sometimes I'll play the song and then usually there's a mic and I'll perform it because I also just like being on stage performing. Mm. I like that whole thing of like DJing and performing at the same time. I like being on edge in that way. Yeah. Because it feels like even when I'm on stage, I'm still creating a layer, you know, on top of that. So. That's how I usually I translate it live. Obviously, I think as time goes, I'd want to add more lights mm. to it or make it like a bigger show mm. than what it is, than just me. Like, even the way it looks or feels, I want it to be like bigger than life, you know? But yeah, it's a one-man show and I just have fun on stage. Yeah. I can't wait to see you on stage because you give off just really amazing energy like i can i can tell i i mean i feel the energy right now i was at your listening party and just your songs it's not just you but just what you create as well so if i didn't meet you i still feel like that from your music and i think it's a bonus when i meet you or when someone comes to see you performing yeah and i wanted to talk about two specific singles from your album light and mtunzini what does mtunzini mean Mtunzini, the word, if you directly translate it, means in the shadow. Uh, because Mtunzini, the place, is a place that has a lot of trees. Okay. So it's like people will go there to be in the shadow. Yeah. But the place also plays a very significant role in, I guess, my upbringing. Like we used to go there. It's a coastal town that's close to Mpangini, where I'm from. Mm. Um, so we used to go there sometimes to the ocean to like have fun, whatever, with the family. So it just felt like a cool place to talk about like not only just like my parents story in it but just how 
proud I am that I come from Mpangeni mm. and just like giving a, a nod to people that come from that side. Of you course, know? Yeah. of course. I mean, tell me about the creative process of making these videos because the video itself is quite cinematic for lack of a better word. Like, yeah. you know, you see the views, like the forest and then there's the ocean or whatever, yeah. the water and the, the long, you know, road, road yeah. and the car. I want to say it's simple but leaves a very profound yeah. feeling and effect. It's not so complicated. It's just yeah. Muzi and his surrounding but... The way you are jamming, you know, the yeah. way you move. Yeah. Hey, Mozi. <laughs> I'm like, teach me how to move like that. Oh, Sam, I don't even think I could dance. Like, I just vibing to it. I guess with the videos, you're right. Like, my whole point is to always make it simple. Okay. I didn't want to dress it up too much, you know. I just wanted black people to just be in terms of art you know sometimes like you have to dress it up too much you have to look yeah. like super clean yeah, and the yeah, video yeah. has to be super clean and you have to look like, rich or whatever <laughs> and to me like I know that it's part of like perception and whatnot, but it doesn't really reflect my real life mm. the cool thing is that you could do something every day and find it as a mundane experience you know but as soon as you change your perspective on it, as soon as you add a drone to it, as soon as you add like a different viewpoint to it, yes. it looks big and it looks majestic. It's all about perspective. That's it. I was, yeah. ju- I was just driving a car. But the way I wanted to make it look was that, yeah, you're just driving a car. I'm just doing an errand. I'm going to the woods. Like I'm just in the woods. But you've never seen the woods like this. Yeah. You've never seen a car. You know, like I, I just wanted to try and do that, especially yeah. as a... A dude from Mpangin. Yeah. You know, I've never seen someone. And of that, course, the car is mentioned the, in the song, and you have yeah. the same car. It's a Cressida. Cressida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's crazy. Like, like everything. Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> All boxes ticked, you know. But I just wanted to, at the end, like, just show that it doesn't have to be complicated, you know? That's dope. Muzi, can we yeah. also talk about light? I found yeah. it very beautiful that the song is so groovy and you're really jamming in the video. But yeah. when you spoke about the message or the inspiration of the song, which was inspired by losing your mom and finding back yourself and living in her light, I found yeah. that very interesting that this is that kind of emotion, but you translated it into mm-hmm. such a groovy jam. Now that I have the backstory when I hear the song, it even hits different because yeah. it's kind of like a celebration now. So tell me about naming the song that, making it that groovy yeah. and it being about losing your mom. I think for me, that's how like I remember her. It's just like a dope beat, you know? It's just like, it's nice. Yeah. I remember her as a super like dope person and I wanted to create a song that to me felt like light. To me felt like it was like opening up yeah. skies in a way so it just felt like a really good letter for her you know I like my music is very much about like family and about love and you know and about like my mental health and where I'm at in my life so I had made an EP called Mama EP where I was talking about like how hurt I was and all these things and I think lights is kind of like the aftermath of that mm. like after the healing has happened yes. and all of that and then I get to I guess, see her or see my pain with losing her, like, more clearly. Mm. So it's more of a celebratory song in in that sense, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you get this question a lot, but how do you feel you've been able to not heal, but just kind of deal with the loss of your mom? Because it's not something you heal and it's over, you know. I'm sure there's certain 
times when there's a trigger and you miss her so much or something, but yeah. how have you dealt with that loss up to this moment where you were able to come back to yourself, come back to singing? Because yeah. there was even a break, I think, around two years, and everybody was like, come back, Muzi, come back, Muzi. But, yeah. you know, you were going through a lot of things yourself. I had to be kind enough to myself and, like, to give myself time to just be, man. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like you always have to be stuck on your job or yeah. what you're trying to do and all of that. And, like, at the time, for me, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense to drop music. I just wanted to be with my daughter, and I just wanted to, like, heal and go through it and not run away from all of these, like, emotions. So that's, that's exactly what I did. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, just, I just chilled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just chilled. I never want to feel like there's pressure from yeah. the world for me to, yeah. I guess, do stuff. Yeah. So I don't even, like, think about things mm. like that. So... I just decided to chill and be with my kid and create as the gods wanted. Yes. As the gods of arts wanted. Yes. I, I didn't go and try to make something. I just waited out. Mm. And when it's there, it's there. I create. When it's not there, I'm not creating. And I guess that sense of moving myself, removing myself from my career and finding out that I'm actually human outside of what I do, that I'm still like a complete human being and I'm enough like made me heal better because mm-hmm. I wasn't so attached to how I presented to the world or how or what I was doing or whatever, how successful I am, whatever. I didn't care about all of that anymore. I just cared if I was okay and if the people around me were okay. So that whole time to heal led to me <laughs> writing this album. Yeah. Yeah. And so would you say that the album Umuzi is your most personal work to date? Yeah, I'd say that because I think... It's the one where I found the right language to express some things. My music has always been personal in a way, but like keep on finding better language to like explain it or to like express it. And I love all my albums, but I love this one too. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah, yeah. Are there there particular favorites for you from this album? I love the song with the kids. Oh my God, so cool. What's I, the story of the making of this? Like, how do you make oh, that? Because also, um, that also has the cinematic yeah, effect. Yeah, yeah. Every time I go back home, I mean, I go back with uh, Zeno, my daughter. Like, I usually take the kids and we go to the ocean. So Because nice. I love going to the ocean. And so, like, but they do too, you know. So I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of putting them on <laughs> with regards to, like, how dope going to the ocean is. So we usually go there and... When we're coming back, like, we'll be singing songs, the road trip, like, so going nice. back home or whatever. So one time, like, we're, like, making these songs or, like, freestyling, and then they start singing the part that eventually gets on the song. I'm like, okay, guys, when we get home, that's what we record. <laughs> <laughs> so I set up, like, a little studio thing, like, I hang the mic on, like, my mom's, like, uh, cupboard in the kitchen yeah. or whatever, and we just record the song, we have wow. fun, and then I end up using those vocals to make ikakas. So, yeah, that was, I think, in terms of having fun and also just, like, just like having fun with the kids, you yeah. know, about family. Like, so that one, yeah, that one was a, a lot of fun. That's make. really cool. That's really cool. So if you look back at your albums, like Afrovision, yeah. you spoke about your daughter, Zeno. There's an album called Zeno. Yeah. And now Umuzi. Yeah. What would you say has been the transition between these albums? Time. I feel like they're all part of the same story, but yes. I'm talking about that story in different pockets, you of know? Course. And I'm trying to express it in all of these different ways. But I just think it's time, man. The more I grow, the more, I guess, 
fine-tune my skill set gets and then I get to express it differently and maybe in a more like sharper fashion you know so yeah it's just about making something that just like fucks you up man like (laughs) (laughs) we're all about like creating you know like I love creating and I feel like creating is being able to take things that you've seen and things that you're inspired by yeah and like twist them in a way that you make them your own of course and in that sense when people experience it just fucks them up yeah. in the best way possible. <laughs> so I like making art that like... <laughs> I like that. So as long as that's happening, I think each album keeps doing that. It's like, I'm not going to make what you expect me to make. Yeah. I'm going to make what I want to make. That's what I love about you. And that's the next question I wanted to ask. Like, there's different schools of thoughts and different type of artists. There's one school of thought and the other one, and you are like left yeah, <laughs> and the other people are right or vice versa. Yeah. You're just so defiant, and I always love defiant people, the defiant yeah. ones like you. And sometimes, even as a music publicist, I meet artists and they ask me things like, is it right that I should do this? Yeah. Do you think I should do this? Someone asked me the other day, like, I'm a music producer and I'm a chef. Yeah. So do you think I should have on my bio saying I'm a chef and I'm a music producer and I told him like I think if you're sending your bio to the hospitality industry and hotels they probably won't care that you're a DJ but Mm. I mean they might Mm. so I actually told him I think you need to decide how you want to Mm. present yourself if you want to say I'm a DJ and a chef so be it there's no right you know you are the one to define what's your right and I feel like a lot of people and artists especially struggle with what do people think of me? What do they expect of me? Da, 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 da. But you just said here, like, I just do what the gods of arts want yeah. me to do. And I just do what I feel like doing, depending on where my inspiration or emotion takes me. Yeah. So I think it's such a bold stance. And I just want to know, how do yeah. you do it? Because I think a lot of artists wish to get to this level where they're just okay with themselves and just not get so influenced by everything there's just so much noise around us and that's why a lot of artists even say i don't listen to other music or i don't follow social media so for you how do you protect music headspace art and craft i don't get my validation from outside so i'm never looking at what's happening in the market Above all, I understand that I'm having a real human experience mm-hmm. and that's the thing I'm more so like interested in is how I am as a human being. And I think as long as I search for that, it makes me like a better artist. My search for being like a better human being makes me a better dad, makes me be like proud of the real things in my life. And that's how I've kind of been conditioned mm-hmm. by my mom because of how like I guess we grew up and stuff. Like, all of that confidence, all of those talks, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I came out into the world yeah. already like that because I got so much of it at home. Of course. You know, even to a point where when I drop out of school and, like, my mom and I don't get along, it's because of what she taught me. We don't get along because I am that confident kid that she was trying to make me be. Right. So I became so confident even to her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, that no. That you stood yeah, up for no, yourself yeah. as a kiddo. Yeah, you told me how I to stand that. up for myself. I'm going to stand up for I myself. I love that. Even if it's against you. Yeah. So I'm going to disappoint you early, you yeah. know, so that we can get to, like, something that's real and true between yeah. us, just on a relationship front. Like, it's cool what other artists are doing, but I'm not really into what other artists are doing like that. Like, I don't watch their moves like that. I just, like, do my thing. Because I'm only going to have this life once, I want to be able to express it as authentically as I possibly can. 
then then be out yeah <laughs> like everyone else i don't want to be out having lived something that isn't true to yeah, me yeah yeah so the next thing I, i wanted to talk to you about was um, what got you interested in music and being up like a publicist i just loved music and i grew up in a household that people loved music my father loved music my father died when i was younger but he really loved life entertainment and music so there was always music playing like the papa wemba franco a lot of lingala music my mom loved brenda fasi you know the strong females yeah. miriam makeba mm. you know that time i think dope african music actually was either coming from congo or from southern africa yeah. so i don't know we just didn't know like dope older kenyan music we just used to take in a lot of south african and i guess that's fine so mm. that's how i started loving music then my sister siblings really loved like R&B, hip hop, Tupac. I was like the 10-year-old rapping to Tupac and singing yeah. Aliyah songs. Back then was really great. So I just grew up in a household that really loved music, arts and culture. And then I come from a small town called Molo, and uh, it's a very small town, so we didn't have cable TV, and so my family had a library of sorts yeah. because there was no cable TV, there was no streaming then. So we used to have cassettes mm-hmm. with the, uh, you know, music videos, MTV stuff, and so people would come pay. Yeah. to borrow the cassette for four days and bring yes. it back. So that's how I started loving arts and culture. And then I only found out recently, like two weeks ago, that my grandmother was a musician, and I didn't know this. Oh, my wow. mother didn't even know this. So yeah. the mother of my dad, when we all met her, she was like just this church-going person, and um, she used to sell alcohol, like illicit mm. brew. Yeah. That's how we knew her. And so I met an older auntie when I went to the village and she said, oh, come here. I always wanted to talk to you. I always wanted to tell you something. I always wanted to tell you that you're from your lineage because your grandmother was a musician. And unfortunately, she had to stop singing when she got married because those days is just like when you would get married, then your life ends, whatever else you're doing. And now you're a mom. You're supposed to have children. You're supposed to be at home and cook for the children or take care of them. You can't also not pursue your own dreams, but you can't even talk about it. So she was barred from even remembering that she was a musician. So my auntie was telling me this, and even some of her younger siblings, my younger aunties, didn't even know that about their own mom because they spoke to my other auntie and said, did you know your mom was a musician? She said, I don't know. I said, but your bigger sister told me that, and she said, if she told you that... She's right because she used to talk to her great-grandfather. Mm. So I guess when I got that little piece of information, a lot of things made sense to me because I just love music so much and I love artists so much and I just want to listen and to promote it all night, every yeah. day. Like sometimes people ask me, when do you sleep? Because if I'm not sleeping, I'm reviewing music, listening and sharing dope posts about dope musicians. And I just tell them I sleep when I do, but you know yeah. what? I love what I do. I'm always up just doing what I love to do. So I guess it's part of my heritage and it's part of the dreams my grandmother would have had for herself for me to continue promoting artists or being who I want to be. It's not just about promoting artists, but just having the freedom to do you. So it starts to make sense to me because sometimes I go to places when I travel and say, oh, you must be an artist. I'm like, no, I'm not. Some people tell me, But you are. So yes, I'm, I'm not, but I am. Obviously, I'm an artist in my own right, the way I do my things, the way I express yeah, myself. Right? So yeah, that's my short story. What about you? With music? Yeah. Ah, it's always been in me, man. Yeah? If I'm being honest. Even as you a know? young, young, young yeah. kid? Like, when I look back at it, like, 
I've just always had like fire beats in my head, but I just never knew what it was when I was a kid. So when you were a kid, but, like, you, could, you, you I could, could like I, I used to bang on stuff. I used That's to what my grandmother used to do. So she was singing yeah. and she was playing the guitar, yeah. and they had a box like thing that they would play like a drum, but it's like a metallic box. Yeah. So yeah. she would do that and. Uh, People will come pay to see her. It's, yeah. yeah, it's like that, man. It's just always been in me, really. Like, it just feels like music has always been around. When I think about it, I start making it when I'm 11, but... What? You started making it at 11? Yeah, I started making music at 11, which is like, yo, yeah, uh, <laughs> so long. But it's always just, like, been... In you. And what kind of music do you love to hear or listen I used to listen to a lot of Coldplay and a lot of uh, Linkin Park also. Like, and all of these groups would teach me different things. I used to listen to a lot of Daft Punk. All of this, okay, all of this music okay. sounds that like... makes a lot of sense when I listen to your music now. Because even Coldplay have that kind of cinematic thing. Yeah, Daft Punk, they sing. And it's positive. Very and it's, positive. Uh, it's a, it's kind of message. enlightening. Yeah. And simple. Yeah. I like artists that bring light into the world. Mm. And I want to be part of that. Mm. I don't want to make art that helps people forget. Like, I like art that helps me remember something and run towards myself and not away from myself. Mm. So I try to make the same art that I love. Mm. I go to artists that make good, positive music. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and people that talk about, like, real stuff and how they deal with that real stuff. Not in a way that's like, I'm going to run away from it and I'm going to deal with it. I like accountable artists I guess I don't know yeah that's so dope how does your daughter like what the daddy does like when you're creating music does she come and listen you know does she sometimes catch you on the radio and say hey daddy I had you on the radio what is it like Uh, yeah we create together so it's cool like she's learning I guess on her own time I just want to give her as much like information as I can. So I'm very open with regards to what I do and how I make music and all of that. And sometimes she joins me, sometimes she just does her own thing, you know. Which you is, mean she's already doing some pro- production? Yeah, I'm t- I'm t- I teach her, like we play together and all that stuff. Wow. And then I record the random thing and just like keep the file. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep the file for like later on in life. But she's got a good sense of like beats. She understands tempo really well. I've never heard her sing off-key, so she understands her tuning is right. But she's a kid, too, so I don't put any pressure on her towards that. But she's, I think her artistic or creative side like expresses itself differently. Mm. It's just cool to watch her be like, all these cool things at five years old. She loves gymnastics, she loves soccer, she loves cartoons, she plays PlayStation, she likes drawing, she likes making music. She's yeah. just like... She skateboards now. We yeah, started yeah, skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, um, yeah, just anything she wants to do creatively, we do it. So, yeah. Cool. And in your opinion, how is the South African music space, like the industry? I think from here, from Kenya, from East Africa, we always look up to, you know, Southern yeah. African industries and also Western Africa because yeah. there's obviously a huge level of just development in terms of institutions set up. Even Sampra is more of yeah. a working institution in comparison to their Kenyan counterpart. You know, you have award ceremonies like Summers, which people respect. You know, you have certification for... When your song goes platinum, we're still trying to figure it out here. As a matter of fact, there's a launch of 
a recording industry of Kenya, which happened a couple of months ago. So, But I find that even when you exist in an industry which is established to a certain level, there will always sometimes be challenges here and there. Yeah. So for you, how's your experience you know, in your industry? I understand that we're a young country. Okay. You know, like, so... I don't take some things personally and like I don't like complaining also about things yeah. because it doesn't change much, yeah. you know. I understand that we're a young country. I'm grateful for the opportunities I've gotten because I'm not really like a mainstream artist that's like I don't make what maybe gets played on radio yes, or in yes, whatever yes. sense. So I understand that, and but I still have a career, yeah. you know, so... I've been lucky enough to travel and like build other connections elsewhere outside mm. of South Africa, like even being here, you know, like I'm grateful for all of these things. And I understand that it's a blessed position to be in. So yes, I've had challenges, but like that's just life, man. Mm. You know, if you if you've got dreams or you've got something that you're trying to achieve, you're gonna have to find your way around that. You're gonna hundred percent. You're gonna 100%, have to navigate. Yeah. So if I'd be more worried if I didn't have to navigate. <laughs> And yeah. it's just like, pop, pop, <laughs> open, open doors, floodgates, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Then, then, yeah, then I'd feel like an industry plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, because I'm not that and because I'm just, like, I create things in my house for myself, didn't, like, play it from that for my friends, and then I eventually release them and, like, and people gravitate towards them. So that whole process for me just makes me, like, grateful of the whole thing. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> That's why I love you, Mozi, so much, so much. And that's why I love this podcast, because those who are listening, sometimes I also want them to see the other side and not just think that because certain artists who come on this podcast are super mainstream, that's what you have to do. You know, you can be you and exist in your niche or industry without being mainstream or without playing on specific places, but that doesn't take away from who you are and what you do, and that shouldn't stop you from doing what you do. That shouldn't stop you from being successful. You have been successful at your own terms. Yeah, like, as long as you have your own definition of what that is. I think things get messy when you start comparing. Yeah. I think everything gets messy when you start comparing. Like, can't have the same story as someone else. So you have to define these things yourself. Yeah. Not saying it's easy. Obviously, it's not an easy thing to do, to follow your own voice. Of course. In a world where... You're encouraged to be yourself until you actually become yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they, <laughs> yeah. they want to discourage you for it because it's really hard to be yourself. It's really hard because everyone is looking for a comparison. Because then they're like, he doesn't fit, you know? She doesn't yeah. fit. I, I shouldn't fit. I love that. You know? Jeez, I love so, that. I don't have to have the biggest show, but I got a show. And I'm cool with that. <laughs> How does somebody like you then even become the African ambassador of Vans because yeah. I think the perception is for me or for you to be an ambassador of a certain thing, you have to have such a big following and you have yeah. to be mainstream, you have to have 10 abound records on the biggest stations, but you are not those yeah. typical ideals of a successful artist, but yeah. you are successful and you got you know endorsements. Yeah. collabs with the likes of Coldplay and Chris Martin. So how, how does that even happen? Like, that's quite interesting. Because I focus on the art more than I do on the selling. So when people meet me, I actually have a profile. I could be the biggest artist in the world, but maybe I've got three singles. I don't even have an album. I don't have an EP. I don't know how to make an album. But like now, I've got all these people saying I'm the best thing because I've made two, three songs. Yeah. I haven't built no catalog. I don't know how to perform, 
live or like on stage, but people are just like blowing smoke up my ass. So for me, like I think it's because I take care of the music, you know, like that's it for me, Mm. you know, and then the money and uh, the success and all of that comes from that, you know, like I've been able to have conversations with really like great musicians and they see me as a musician. Then there's nothing else there. There's no fluff or clout or anything else besides the fact that like I can connect to them as a fellow nerd, as a fellow lover of music, you know? So that's how I want to build my life. Like I want to become the best artist I possibly can be. So I want to always be a student of it. And that attitude has led me into a lot of rooms. I've got a profile. Like, I've worked with a lot of people. I've developed as an artist. So yeah. basically, you're saying just being you, just having your music speak to yourself and to whoever yeah. else got you where you are, got you yes, and even like, the Vance endorsement. Because And also, like, because I understand what I am, we don't wait for things to happen. We go and make things happen. Okay. You know, like, I don't, I understand that, like, I might not have these songs that make sense for radio or for your festival or whatever, but I go and make things happen. That's why you said, I always love to navigate. I navigate it, you know, so I don't, I don't sit at home and go, ah, I know I'm amazing. Someone's going to come and knock here and get me the opportunities I need. No, we go outside. My team and I, we're outside, (laughs) you know, we're trying to find these opportunities and sometimes if we can't find one we make one i love that so yeah i'll make sure it happen i love that and i think that's my takeaway from this entire interview whoever you are whatever you're doing whatever you want to do make it happen yeah start with what you have not what you think you need it's like waiting for the right pair of like soccer shoes before you start playing soccer yeah start playing soccer yeah. And then as you play soccer, you'll get the right shoes. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I know what like, you're saying. Like, we used to skateboard, before I even had vans, mm. we used to skateboard with whatever sneaker was there. Right. And then you end up having holes here <laughs> and all of that stuff because you don't have the right shoe yet. Yes. But it doesn't mean that I it can't It didn't stop skateboard. you from, yeah. So, yeah, st- I started with what I had. Uh, now I'm continuing with what I have. Fantastic. I'm not always in the future of, oh, I need this, I need this, I need that, before I can do something. Ideas rule the world. I'm ideas driven. 100%. How many vans do you own? It's like no. my mommy has a lot of chicken. Yeah. She has a farm. Yeah. And she just loves chicken. Yeah. I know, like you love vans. Yeah. So I'm doing the chicken vans. <laughs> I love chicken too. So, <laughs> so I asked her once, Mom, do you know how many chicken? And she was like, I don't know. Because then she has like a batch of chicken, like yeah. hatching eggs and another batch. Oh, okay. Laying them. And then she has a batch of chicks. So it's a whole situation yeah. so one time i was counting them and they were over 100 yeah so yeah i have a few that i like i like classics cla- like advanced classics so those are by i like low cuts also mm-hmm. but i don't know i don't know how many I have. are they hundreds could be <laughs> oh like can, you, can you can you just like pick a new vans anytime or do they send them to you how does um, it work bit of both it's a relationship if you want any vans you can get it yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah. That is that's so like cool. The, the classics. That is so cool. It's just they perfect fit, man. They're comfortable to me. That like, is so cool. They go with so many outfits. They like go with I your love style. the so they go much. with the music. They go with yeah. your I skate. Like it's just like man, that's they're just dope. so easy. That's dope. Yeah. 
Any message you want to share, you know, to your fans, to everybody yeah. listening, in um, relation to Mozi, the new album, or whatever it is? Thank you. Part of the reason why I continue, like, just trying to break new ground and trying to make, like, this music that I'm, I make or continuing to build on that is because of the support that people have for me. Like, people support me a lot, and it allows me to continue to express freely so I can't stop, you know, like I think sometimes like some artists come to me and they tell me that like, yo, you need to continue holding the fort with the creative part of it because maybe they're in the industry stuff in the in too deep with that. So, yeah, I'm grateful for that. So thank you for anyone that has played any of my songs or, or came to see a show or anyone that believes in me because it allows me to be these things. Yeah. You know, it gives me that freedom. So, thank you. And I want to thank you for coming to my city, for picking my city as one of your stops for the Umuzi listening party. Yeah. And just for being yourself, it's just so inspiring. It's also a really big breath of fresh air yeah. because as a publicist, as someone in the industry, sometimes I get so tired with, you know, the mainstream and I don't know, what is the radio station? Suck your soul out. Suck your soul Suck your soul out, all that shit. Oh my God, it's, it's so tiring. And I, sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I wish we would encourage the audience to be more versatile because, you know, when yeah. a certain sound is the sound in the club and on the radio stations, everybody wants it to dominates, play the same yeah. thing. The crowd then becomes... Um, hypnotized. That's the word. They yeah. become hypnotized by the thing that is being drilled in them and then they don't think out of the box and then they don't open up their ears or minds yeah. to any other sound so it's a breath of fresh air for an artist like you to sound the way you do in this era and time but not just to sound the way you do but for you to also pick some of these almost forgotten genres and bring them back to life the mascandis, the yeah. kwaito and just an African groove the yeah. African groove is African period you yeah. know yeah. Whether you're from Southern, Eastern, it's West, the it's the same. You know, yeah. I hear that and it makes me so proud. And what an honor to speak to you and for you to be here in VAP Access. So thank you so much, Mozi. Yeah. Mozi to the world. Let's go. Mozi to the world. Thank you. Thank you. That was so amazing. Thank you so much, Muzi, and Muzi's management for that interview. I'm also very thankful to Nairobi Street Kitchen for giving us the space to host VIP Access and this amazing artist from South Africa. Please go out there and stream Moose's music. And I hope you learned something from how he built his brand and how he continues to push the envelope, despite the fact that he's not your ordinarily mainstream artist. So from Kenya with Muzi, let's head straight to Nigeria with the one and only legendary Wande Cole. It's Wande Cole, yeah. Thank you so much. First of all, your energy is infectious <laughs> and I love it. Thank you, thank you. I think yours is... A, is a, How are you? I'm good, I'm good. I'm just here freaking out because I never thought I would be sitting next to a legend like I'm you. So thank cool. you, Hennessy. I'm freaking out too. <laughs> but you good, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. It's so amazing to see you and you look exactly like I thought you would. Like, <laughs> what are you drinking or eating? I mean, I'm, it's I'm like the one. Hennessy. And I'm eating good. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, welcome to Nairobi. Thank you, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm blessed to be out here, you know. I'm outside here to, 
you know, also reach out to, you know, my fans out here, mm. you know, get in touch with, you know, everyone that loves yeah. Juanico. Yeah. I don't have so much time um, for this conversation, but there's something that has been bugging me. I okay. think you're one of the few artists who made Nigerian music very popular. Yeah. You're a pioneer in very many ways, you know, without the Wandekos, the Two Babas, the D-Band. The B-Squares. Right? Yeah. Ikichuku, yeah. we'd mm. never be here today. So how have you managed to still be so relevant? Because you are very relevant. Like, I'll put you next to Fireboy still, but not wow. many of those people yeah. I mean, of those days. I mean, so when I, when I came in the industry, I knew that I wanted to create a change. So by the time I started working, I knew that the only way that it would cross over to the world was, you know, singing in my dialect and singing English because English is universal. So it was only easy around the world to get it. English is universal. So I kept that momentum going. I was always younger high. I'm always younger high. Like, I, like that's it. Like, that's me. Yeah, you play too much. Yeah, I mean, like, like, that's it. I mean, I feel like that's where I get it from. So, I mean, being consistent and persistent is my thing. I never want to back down. I never want to be like, oh, I slowed down. I slow rolled. You know, I'm always hyped. That has kept me going. Also... When I hear new talents, I'm like, yo, these guys are snapping. They're doing great. Let me go and work hard on myself. When I hear different music, I go back in time and then I, and I work hard on myself and I keep creating. The one thing that keeps you in the game and relevant is when you keep working and don't stop. Okay. Yeah. So you brought us so many hits from Asomi. So Bumper to Bumper in the beginning. B- Bumper to Bumper was in the beginning. Right. You Bad was in the beginning. Right. Iskaba. Maga. Again. Again. A- remix. A- again. Echo Kenal. Please don't kill me. <laughs> what do you do? What do you do to always deliver these hits? Because I mean, artists I- always say it's like there's no formula, but like for you, what is the thing? My formula is I never stop. My formula is I never want to give up. Okay. My formula is I know music is universal and it's always... But when you say you never stop, it means like you produce a lot and... Like I never stop recording. Okay. Like I never stop looking for more. Okay. Like I never stop looking for the new talents, the new producers, whoever has it. Mm. You know, I'm always in the search. Yeah. I'm always in the know yeah. of what's popping. Yeah. Okay. So congratulations on the last two albums. Realms Thank came you. out in 2020. Thank you. Now we have Legend or, or No Legend. legend. Yeah. What'd you call that? Because you're a legend. So why even I mean, say No Legend? I mean, you call me a legend. I accept it. I was on Twitter one day. Yeah. And then somebody tweeted and said, is it right to call one they call a legend? And then my phone started ringing, boom, and you know, my, like, listen, I don't have time for social media like that. You know what I mean? So, but when my phone is ringing and there's a lot of notifications, people are saying, no, it's not a legend. No, some people say, yeah. And then I start trending. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to trend for this. Like, <laughs> you guys need to stop this. So what I did was I took my phone one day and I tweeted, legend or no legend, I just love making good music. Oh my God, that's and beautiful. That's how I got it. That is beautiful. That's how I got that it. That is beautiful. Yes, that's so how all, I got it. all these years, everything you've done, all the collaborations, all the collaborators. Yeah. What was your favorite period or favorite thing that you did? If you look back, I feel like every time that I work and I and I do something successful is a blessing to me. So I feel like yeah, I always want every blessing. Like when I finish this one, I'm like, oh, this song was a blessing. I killed it. Let me go to the next one. Let me kill another one. So it's like that. It's like a never-ending blessing. Okay. Mm. I mean, thank you so much for the interview. I think the very last thing I'm going to ask you, if somebody is an artist and looking at you or listening to you and they want to have longevity in the industry, what kind of advice would you give them? 
I mean, for young artists who want to have longevity in the music industry, first of all, you have to be educated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Be educated, have a lawyer, have a right team, be grateful to God, you know, be hardworking. Also, never stop, never give up your dreams, and always want to, to be the better version of yourself. That's it. Iskala. Absolutely amazing to meet Wandeko and to speak to this legendary artist. I really, really, really didn't ever think I was going to meet um, Wandeko. So thank you very much, Wandeko, for this interview and for the work you've done when it comes to pioneering the Afrobeat sound. It's been such an amazing episode. I hope whoever was listening has enjoyed this show. If you enjoyed the show, if you have any feedback, please reach out to us directly via Aniko TV or on my social media platforms, Aniko Owoko. And I will be back next week with another amazing episode full of superstars or legendary people who are making a change on this continent. Peace out. Peace out.